Hey, welcome to another edition of Looking In Podcast. What's up, everybody? Yeah, thanks for tuning in again. What's good, y'all? How y'all feeling? All right, so today we're going to talk about trust, trusting yourself and uh, trusting others. Trust and being trusted is something that's a part of the way we live our lives as we grow and as we mature. Uh, while growing up, we go through many experiences where we encounter moments that are, our trust gets challenged or broken, whether that be with people or in situations. During your life, you might have come across a moment where someone has broken your trust, or maybe it was you that broke someone else's. How do we deal with our trust being broken and working towards an environment of healing? In this episode, we'll go over multiple ways of experiencing and expressing trust when it comes to yourself and others, and how we can move through it and heal along the way. So guys, uh, what does trust mean to you, and how important is trust in your life and the way that impacts the relationships that are around you? I'll jump, I'll jump in. So it's, it's interesting because... I can't answer the whole question that Ali just said, right? So I don't know really how to define trust for me. I think that's kind of difficult, but I do know it's very important in my life, which is interesting, especially with relationships and stuff like that. You know, like I find that when you have friends or family that are trustworthy, right, that you can depend on them. You know that their word is for real. You know that they'll be there when they say they're going to be there. You know that maybe they have your back in certain type of situations and stuff like that, right? So when that's broken, it's like, damn, like you really ain't my homie or my family member. Like you don't have my back or you really ain't got me because you're kind of full of it, right? You know what I mean? So I think trust is very, very important, but I don't really know how to define it. If You know, I want to say it's kind of like having faith in somebody, but I feel like faith is a, a different word. Cause when I think of faith, I think of faith being more along the lines of like, I don't know why I think like when I think faith, I think like religious for some reason, like my faith in some kind of a higher being or a concept is like a little bit more like, uh, you know, faith, like, cause you get blind faith. Right. But, um, I don't know. So I, I can't think of an exact definition for trust, but I know that it is very, very important for me. Yeah. I resonate with that. So just to like follow up on what you're saying, like you don't know what it means. I actually have the definition up just so we can be like relative to what we're saying. But it says firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability or strength of someone or something. OK, so I hold truth is like very, very important to me. I've always felt that way. Trusting someone, trusting something is very important to me and my well-being. And I also believe that I feel very trusting if someone says something to me and I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, you know, or at least do what I can to or and or be honest about it and being like, hey, I don't know if I can like make this happen. But so I feel trust is, is like super important to me. It's like one of my top pillars of things you don't want to fuck with or things you want to like do right, whether that's like in relationship or if I'm trusting something like outside of somebody else. So I find it super important and it's important with my relationships, it's important with my family, it's important with my friends and it's important with things I do inside myself. So if I make a relationship to do something, I find it important to make sure that I'm trusting that I know what I'm doing. I think trust is important in my life, but I think that, you know, a lot of people get caught up in having a certain trust or a certain expectation that they have on other people that is futile. Like, you know, they think that they are going to put up, like other people are going to put the same amount of effort into a relationship that they are. And, you know, I think trust is really understanding what you can, even though you shouldn't expect things from people, what you can expect from people in certain situations 
uh, scenarios and stuff like that. And, you know, not pulling the wool over your eyes to have unreasonable trust expectations on people. So, you know, I think trust is very important, but I think it comes down to understanding what you can trust people about and, you know, not overstepping your boundaries in regards to what you can expect from trust. Yeah, I think for me, trust is like, um, as I was thinking, listening to what you're all saying and reflecting on it, for some reason, the word that came up for me was like a deep sense of knowing. Like, you know that somebody's going to do something. Like if you trust someone or you trust the situation or you trust something, like, you know that it's going to it's gonna happen a certain way. You know that it's going to respond and react a certain way. Like, I don't know, like certain people in your family, like, you know that in a, in a pinch that they're going to have your back. Like, you trust them. You know that you can confide in them. You know that, like, if you share something with them, it's not going to get anywhere else. And I think trust is has always been an important part of my life. I feel like for whatever reason, I don't feel like there are a lot of people that I totally open myself up into and I'm vulnerable to for many reasons. But I think it's like when I do this, it's the people that I trust. I'm down for like creating intimate connections and all that stuff. But I feel like deep, deep down, like I really got to trust someone to know that like they're going to be there, that they're going to be who they are. And um, I I think it deeply impacts relationships. And every time I think of trust, I always think of Tony Montana. You know what I mean? Like the only thing you got in your life is your word and your balls. You know what I mean? You don't break them for anybody. Like you got to, you know what I mean? Like, seriously, like you got to be able to, um, you got to be trustworthy to the people you're in relationship with and you don't break your word. And like, you don't like when, if somebody's trusting you and somebody's confiding in you and someone has that, that level of knowing with you and you with them, it should be, I mean, life happens, but I mean, it should, it seems like if it's really deep trust, it should be like that unbreakable, that unbreakable sense of knowing that unbreakable bond. Yeah. I find trust is trust is sexy. You know, trust can be like super sexy. It's like I love loyalty. I love honesty. I love trust. I love all the like higher things that, you know, like Buddhist people talk about that stuff like really it just holds a lot of weight, you know, and it like relieves stress and anxiety of things that we have or moments that we've gone through where things gone wrong. So I find them like very important. Yeah, I'm with you. Being a Taurus, I feel like um, loyalty is always like if you ever want to piss off a Taurus, like do something disloyal, like like I feel like that's the easiest way to get to a Taurus. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to get to a Taurus, but I mean, I feel like loyalty is like one of those like pillars of being a Taurus. So like anybody, any Taurus, you know, like loyalty is very high on their hierarchy of of needs and um, things that they want in relationship and things that they want with, with other people. So, yeah, I, I feel you on the loyalty thing. It's, it's definitely something that's a. Uh, um, a huge part. I mean, in good ways and in bad ways, it's a, it's a huge part of my life. And, you know, since you just talked about astrological signs, the same thing with the cancers, man, like, uh, you know, we are very, uh, sensitive and empathetic and loving and, uh, you know, motherly want to take care of other people. But, you know, they say that when that trust and loyalty does dwindle, we back ourselves in the corner and hold our pinches out. Like, yeah, you can come back over here if you want to motherfucker. You know what I mean? So loyalty is very, very, you know, important to uh, cancers as well. Sometimes that's why they say we're sensitive. No, nah, we're just sensitive to energy. You know what I mean? And empathetic and at the same time, but we're very sensitive, not emotionally, but energetically. I was just going to say that you're sensitive in all ways, shapes, and forms. You're like Ralph Tresvant. So is your mother. Oh, wait a minute here. You guys are brothers. Just his, his, his part of the mother. Oh, okay. That would make no sense. Now I'm just going to say, I liked a lot of the things you all said, especially the thing Ali said when he was saying the thing about um, the knowing. I thought that's kind of cool concept, you know, because, you know, like when you know something and you trust it, like I trust that the sun's going to rise in the east, 
right? You know, I trust when I see certain type of clouds that I'm, it's going to rain or, you know what I mean? Like, so that, that whole knowing and trust is pretty cool because you know, like early when I was saying the thing about faith, how I'm like, I don't know if it's faith because there can be like blind faith too, you know what I mean? But it's more like that really knowing that this, this situation or this person or this scenario will unfold this way because you trust it will, you know, and it takes experience and certain situations that you have with people or scenarios to gain that trust or to gain that knowledge to know that, hey, this is what's going to go down. Now I trust this is what's going to go down. And I think so then when when your trust is broken, then things can get kind of fucked up, right? So I think it's a good segue to this next question that I had here, which is what happens when you or someone you know breaks the trust that you had in them? Do you never see that person again and avoid all engagement or what? You know, like, how do you handle that situation when your trust is broken? I know earlier in life, I was a sucker when it came to that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I would, you know, you always want to see the good in people and not want to see the reality of the situation where it's like, you know, they break your trust. I'm like, oh, well, no, it was a mistake. Oh, you know, and it was like, I feel like getting older and being an adult and looking at things more realistically. And some of it may have to do with like being more, in some ways being more jaded about things and looking at things like a little less through like the rose colored glasses and just seeing and like wanting to see the good in people, but understanding that some people aren't that way and have to see the reality of the situation. I feel like now I definitely do a really good job of just distancing myself from people that have broken my trust. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't feel like I don't have time for it. I feel like it's bullshit. Like um, why am I spending my time putting energy and effort into someone that I can't even just trust on general level? I feel like it's a waste of my time. Like, you know what I mean? I definitely think earlier I had more patience for it and I just wanted to just like believe that every, like in the end, everybody would be their higher self. And you know I mean, I can just not be around you. I can send you some love at a distance and, and call it a wrap. And I don't have to worry about being stabbed in the back by someone that I should, that I thought I should be able to trust. Yeah. Like I think sort of the same thing when I was younger, I was a bit oblivious to when my trust was being broken and sometimes I didn't even realize it. But now, you know, growing up as an adult, maturing and like emotionally mature, you don't fuck with my trust. My trust is like very important. And how I said earlier, it's loyalty. Like word is loyalty. And there's like this confidence that is broken that as like a Virgo person, I'm if somebody breaks the confidence, I feel a bit I put them in like a mental category. I'm just like, okay, you're over there. You're someone who like didn't do the thing in which you told me you're going to do, or, you know, you broke my trust in some way, whatever way that it happened. And I'm not going to be there a hundred percent. Like I, I will be for the people that I trust, you know? And so if someone breaks my trust, I tend to not trust them, I guess. And so I don't give them me. I give them like a version of me that's not fully me. So I tend to write people off a bit. And I guess there is a bit of way that they can reconcile the differences, but until they do, I don't care. I'm just like, whatever, you know, like I'll work with you. I'll do the thing. But like, you got to like, show me, show me you're working on it. Show me that you even noticed that you broke my trust. You know, that's how I see it. But, you know, going back to the question that uh, Andy posed takes me back to podcasts that we did recently on boundaries. And, you know, like Ali was saying, it's really all about creating boundaries with those people so you don't have to keep getting yourself upset and angry at, you know, hoping and wishing that they would change their behavior because we all live in our own lives with a master of our universe. So you can't really change anybody's behavior and nobody's behavior should be able to get you down. 
But, you know, if you are practicing love, sending love out and trying to be of service in even in a friendship, you know, and it's not reciprocated, that can kind of wear you down in time. So it's really about uh, creating those boundaries. And like Ali said, you know, sending love from a distance because you don't because, you know, karma, like, fuck, whatever energy you put out there, it comes back tenfold. So even if somebody's actions kind of gets under your skin or makes you angry, it's really, you know, say what you need to to the people, express your opinion and leave it at that. And, you know, just remove yourself, create boundaries and love from a distance. You know, it's not really worth like uh one thing I said on our boundaries podcast, my mom always said leopard doesn't change its spots. Like, you know, it's very hard to change behaviors. That's like going into Sanscaras, you know, habit patterns that formed not even just in this lifetime, but in previous lifetimes. And you really have to be actively attempting to change those behaviors and see that there's a reason that you have to change them. And, you know, a lot of people don't think that they have to change their behaviors, which they don't because we're all, once again, the masters of our own universe, things that we're supposed to learn in this incarnation. But I'm 100% agree with uh, what Ali was saying and David was saying as far as, you know, boundaries. I just limit the interactions that I have, but still try to love. And, you know, not try because, you know, like Yoda said, there is no try. There's only do or do not. So love from a distance. Yeah, I'm with y'all and all that stuff for real, man. I I think when you're younger, it's easier. I don't want to say it's easier to kind of like brush that stuff off or I don't want to say, I was, I was going to say forgive, but I think all of us here on this, on, on this podcast are very forgiving people, right? And, and it's easy for us to do that because we are all very spiritual. We understand, you know, that we're all one and so on and so forth. We can go into that later, but, you know, so I get that concept. I think as for me, as I got older, I feel like when it's easier for me to kind of be able to, I wouldn't say that I avoid all engagement, like, you know, or, or like I, I just ignore the people, but I just like to be by myself much more now that I'm older. So I think it's easier for me to be able to be like, you know what, this person did this or said this, that now I don't really trust them. And it's like, uh, like Atman was saying, and Ali was saying, like, I don't really need to have you all the time in my life. You know, and I can send you love from afar. You know what I mean? You don't need to be part of what I do. And, and for me, I think as I gotten older, kind of like more being uh, like Uncle Will said, like a recluse, right? Just by myself all the time. That when you do see those little things for me, like the little white lies, they used to agitate me a lot, but now they really do. And so when someone does something where like you're hanging with them and they say something and you're kind of looking at them like, yeah, like I know that that's a lie. Like why would you even say that little white lie to me? Makes me feel like now I don't really trust them with other things they say, right? Like Ali's saying about your word, right? Like, when you lose that thing with your word, with anyone, it's kind of like you're looking at that person, like anything that comes out your mouth, I don't know if I can trust that anymore. So then why would I want to hang out and around you? You know what I mean? So for me, I, I would say just ultimately that when someone does break my trust, especially now, I just, it's not like I just kick them off the island and I'm never, ever going to speak to them again. And they're no longer in my life. You know what I mean? But it's more like, I don't need to text you every day or hang out with you. Or when I want to go out to a bar, but like, Hey man, you want to come hang out with me? Nah, I, don't, I, just, I just don't need to have you around me as much. But at the same time, I think going back to that forgiveness thing, I think all of us really do genuinely have that within us. And we know that, you know, we love everyone and everything, even the douchebags, you know what I mean? So the people that aren't trustworthy, but I just feel like, that when that trust is broken, it's easier now for me to be like, I don't need to hang with you as much. When before I kind of just, 
don't know. I don't even know if it's an ego thing. Like before, I would just be like, ah, it's not a big deal. You made a mistake. I think as I'm older now, I'm like, man, like I just don't need to deal with this mistake no more. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to put this strain on myself because you're an untrustworthy person. You know what I mean? I think one thing that David mentioned that really resonated with me was like, if there are people that break your trust, but you're stuck being around them for whatever reason, like they definitely get like a watered down version of you. I mean, it's like, I'm not going to, you're not going to get the depth that someone that I could trust or someone that I, I care about what get you get like, you're going to get surface level. Like I, this is going to be a surface level, level interaction. I'm not going to go into depth about what's going on in my life or anything that, that that's really meaningful to me. Like you're going to get what has to be necessary for this interaction. And other, and other than that, you're not going to get anything from it because you, you've broken that trust and I'm stuck being around you. But at the same time, like I'm going to keep you as much arm length as I can. Yeah. And one thing that think about, about trust too is, when someone breaks your trust, it's it's more deliberate, you know? It's like, it's not something they forgot to do, you know? It's not something you forget. Like, oh, I forgot to keep your trust. It's It wasn't by accident, no, right? No, not really. It's more of a, a conscious decision to lie or to deceive or to do something that's not good. And that's that's why it feels really deep for me is it feels very cutting. It's Because it's so like, you meant to do that. You know you were doing that. And you still did it. And so the loyalty fades a little bit or just the like knowing that someone's going to be right, you know, and being right is important to me. And I think some people can break your trust unknowingly. You know what I mean? I feel like there's some people that like for whatever reason, the way that they their interactions with people in their lives, like they're used to dealing with people in a certain way and they're used to dealing with life in a certain way, whether it's it can be a good, like they could have a totally awesome life and they've just been dealing with people a certain way or they can have like a totally horrible trauma filled life and been dealing with people a certain way. But I think there's definitely, there's definitely times where people can, can break your trust, like totally unknowingly, like, like they're totally oblivious to it, but they're just fun. They're used to functioning in a certain way. And then like, I feel like those are always hard discussions when you have to have a discussion with someone around breaking your trust and they're not even aware of it. They're thinking, that, well, no, I did this. And you're like, exactly, you did this. Like, you you just totally broke my trust right there. And they're like, nah, what are you talking about? So it's like those, those frustrating conversations you have to have with people that are um, intimately close with you. I mean, because you, you, there's a certain, that trust is there, and then it's been broken. And then, like, I, I just, yeah, I'm just thinking of a certain situation where that's, that's definitely a difficult conversation because they're totally oblivious to, to what's going on. Yeah. And and I agree. I agree with that, too. Like trust can be broken in like multiple ways of like knowing and not knowing. But I feel like majority of the time that it happens, it's someone knows they're doing it. And I think that hurts the most, honestly, when you do have a certain trust that you think that you have, whether it be a family member, a significant other, a friend, you know, whatever, whatever the relationship is. And you think that it's 100 percent trust. And then when that trust does get broken, I think that's why people get so bent out of shape when that happens and bent out of shape, another podcast. But um, I think that the um, main thing to do is to, you know, learn about boundaries and learning how to create them and learning, you know, how to love at a distance because it's not worth it to hate or, you know, you can pull people up on what upsets you. Like Ali was saying, hold people accountable, but you know, after a while, it's not even worth it. It's just understanding that people have certain habit patterns and then creating those boundaries and moving on and, you know, keep loving from a distance. And just I want to add something Ali had said where I think it's, you know, like, and and something that Ahmed just said too, because it really does hurt 
when that trust is broken because you, usually when you trust somebody, you're usually like confiding in them, right? Like you're really sharing something important. Like I, I was just reflecting and thinking about like what was the first time like my trust was broken and it was probably like when I was a little kid and I shared like a secret with somebody, you know, like and I was like, hey, look, this is between me and you. Don't tell anybody else. This is how I feel. Like you really are opening up to somebody and you're like, hey, this is how I feel. This is, you know, you're my homie or you're my family member. I can share this with you because I trust you. And then you find out they tell someone else and you're like, damn, man, I thought that was between us. Like, like you know, like that. But but it hurts so much because it takes a certain level of trust, right, for you to share these personal things, these these things that are near and dear to your heart that you don't share with everybody else. You know, like, hey, I, I can have this conversation with you because I trust that this is kind of like but this is like family friends thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, sh- I don't share this with strangers, you know, like I'll share this with you because I trust that, you know, that this is between us type stuff. So I think that's why it hurts so much, you know what I mean? When someone does break your trust. So it's so hard to not just break off with that person and be like, damn, man, like, like I thought we had this thing here and then you broke this. Like, why would you do that? So, you know, like, so it's difficult to be able to be like, well, I'm gonna keep sharing with you. Nah, man, I'm not gonna keep sharing with you. You done broke my trust. You know what I mean? So it's difficult. Yeah. In that way, there's also this feeling of you were trying to judge their character and you got it wrong. And so you, you kind of feel like, fuck, I fucked up, you know? So you feel bad and then the trust was broken. So like all these things are like just breaking down as you go along. I'm with you on that, David. I just want, I just remember um, an old girlfriend that I had used to always... She used, to, she used to pick it up about me. She was like, when someone broke my trust, I would be more upset that I didn't see it coming than I did that it actually broke my trust. She would like, we would always have these, com- we'd, have, we'd always have long conversations about this because she noticed it and she brought it up. I was like, really? And then I, then I started to notice it. And then we would have like, we would, we would definitely have like these long conversations about the fact that like, because it was during a time where a lot of, there was a lot of crazy stuff happening with, particularly, I think particularly it was around, it was a lot of stuff around work with the Holistic Life Foundation was happening. And it would be like situations where people just totally just like screw us over and like break out like people that we were we were trusting in, in a business relationship that would screw us over. And it was consistently I would be like I'd be more upset with myself for not seeing it coming than I would for them breaking our trust. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, we're talking about like trust being broken. But when your trust is broken by something or someone, how do we go about repairing it? So we can trust again because having trust is a very important thing in our lives, but it's like one person breaks our trust. We don't woefully give ourselves to never trusting anyone again. It's kind of like important in our lives to trust things, you know, or do you just become jaded and always carry the burden of the inability to trust? How do we move forward once our trust is broken? I think some of it is that whole forgive, but never forget thing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if your trust is broken, like you, I mean, it's just some. I don't know, because then sometimes there are people that broke my trust. Like, I don't, I haven't forgiven them. I just keep them at arm's length, and I just don't really, I just don't have them around anymore. Uh, but I don't think you can forget it. I think to some extent, uh, life in general, uh, the life experience does make you more jaded. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, it, you when you got, like, ch- that childlike innocence, like, you hold on to some of it. At least some people hold on to some of it. Some people become, like, those really, like, staunch, stern adults. But some people hold on to some of that childlike innocence. But I feel like the way the world is, it slowly chips away, and you just get more and more jaded as you grow up. But I think repairing situations after trust, I feel like a lot of people don't want to have tough conversations. Like a lot of people shy away from tough conversations. And it's a tough conversation. You have to sit down with someone and tell them that you broke their, that they broke your trust, explaining how and why 
Like most people would rather just avoid tough conversations. They would rather just go ahead and like, just not be around that person, ignore them and, and cut them out of their lives. And actually, and I, I think some of that healing has to be, I mean, in those conversations, I feel like that's how you heal. Like you have to be able to have those tough conversations with people and, and be able to go back and forth and listen to them and hear them and talk and, and, and have those interactions. And I think that's where, cause I feel like if you don't, you just cut them off. Like you're just pushing it down and it's still in there. Like you're still thinking about it. It's still going to be around. And, but you got to be able to kind of, there's different ways of letting it go. But I feel like one of the ways of letting it go is having that difficult conversation with that person that has broken your trust. So you can start to heal from it. A wise man once said, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me. You, you can't get fooled again. Right. I don't think that's the quote. That is the quote. That's no, it's exactly like, George, Bush George Bush said, said it. That, he's that's one exactly, of the wisest from out there. That's exactly the way he said it. Fool me once, shame I on you. I was quoting that's wrong. the famous George Bush. George Bush. <laughs> All right, okay. So. Oh, I, okay. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> no, so. Uh, <laughs> wait, is it a movie? Um, wait, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true because that's how I feel kind of. It's like, it's hard. Like Ali said, to I think to be able to repair that or to fix it, you know, and because there's a point where it's like, man, like you broke this and why would I want to deal with this again? Like, I'm going to keep trying with you and try Cause I know we've all done it. We're like, all right, this person's got me once. I still love them. It doesn't matter. And then you hang with them again and they do it again. You're like, damn, they got me again. All right, that's cool. Whatever. I love them. They're fam. And they it happens again. And after a while, it's like, man, I don't really need to keep doing this. But I think Ali hit it right on the head, man. I think the, the, the only way that you really, can repair something. And it's like with most things and, you know, human experience and relationships is you need to sit down and talk with the person, you know, and really discuss it. Cause there are a lot of times where there's this misperception of stuff, right? We all perceive the world in different ways. We look at it different ways and we could be looking at the same exact scenario and situation and write a page description of it. And our description is going to be completely different than everybody else's description. We could be staring at a tree and be like, Hey, describe this tree. And all of us can describe the tree completely different because we see the world differently. So those scenarios Ali was talking about where it's like there's times where you're looking at the person. They're like, I ain't do nothing wrong. And you're like, Man, but you did do something wrong. This is what you did. And they're like, yeah, I know I did that. That's not wrong, is it? And you're like, yeah, motherfucker, that shit's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, that's wrong. Like, like you lost my trust through that. You know, like, you know, I think most issues with human beings is miscommunication. So, so when you are able to sit down like an adult and have a talk and talk to somebody and say, hey, look, this is how I feel. I see you feeling this way. This is what's going on. We good? We good? You know what I mean? But I think that it's hard because I think sometimes certain situations have more value than others, right? You, you value more people than others, you know? So it's like sometimes you're more willing to sit down and, and to resolve that and fix it than other situations where you're like, all right, I'm just done with you. I can't deal with you. You know what I mean? Like, I know I've had beef with Ali and Ama before. Not long beefs, but beefs to where we're, like, not cool with each other. Not like, I don't know. I would never say I've never been not cool with Ali and Ama, but, like, stuff where it's like, I mean, we hang out with each other for over 20-some years. We're like, brothers, you're going to have sibling rival every once, a little argument or something like that. But there's never been a time ever in my life where I've been like, oh, I'm just, I'm done with these guys. I'm, I can't, you know, because they're my family, you know. But there's other people within those 20 years who I thought were very similar to Ali and Ama. Well, I don't hang with no more. You know what I mean? Like they are pushed all the way away. So I think it just depends. It really just depends on, on, on that level. But when it comes to fixing it, I think you just need to sit down and talk with somebody and, and squash that shit and just keep moving forward. I think that the uh, worst thing that people can do uh, when their trust is broken is to be jaded. You know what I mean? They can be aware of that person that broke their trust and, you know, may not trust them 
going forward. But sometimes people are so jaded that they don't trust anyone going forward where, you know, that could really make you miss out on a lot of beautiful things in life. And I think one of the best lessons that I've learned, like even with uh, girlfriends that I've had in my life is, you know, you can't hold on to things from past relationships. I guess take that out on your next relationship that starts anew. And I think that goes beyond, you know, girlfriends. It goes into friendships. It goes on to acquaintances. It goes on to family where, you know, it really is one of those things that, yeah, you may have learned lessons in the past and you may have been tainted by lack of trusting of people's behavior and stuff like that. But I think that the thing that comes with maturity and growth is understanding that you can't judge everybody with that same lens. You know, you have to progress, process, uh, have a conversation with that person if you feel like it, with that person that did taint you and then move on like, you know, nothing ever happened. Be aware and don't forget, but forgive and don't hold on to those opinions that you have for that other person with everybody else that you're going to interact with in your life. And I think that a lot of people miss out in life by being jaded. And, you know, that I, I can't really judge what has tainted people in their lives because some people have been through some serious shit. Like uh, one of me and Ali's people that we used to work with, he became a racist. And, you know, it's it's amazing when he told us, opened up to us and told us the story about what made him become racist. And it was because, you know, he invited some people back to his house for a party and they tied him up and like tried to kill him and, you know, stabbed him a lot and took him from room to room and stuff like that. And they all happened to be African-American or black. And he felt a certain way towards every black person because of that experience. You know what I mean? So I can't really say that, you know, that person it's easy for that person to process. He can't have a conversation with those people that did that because he didn't really know him. But, you know, I think the beauty beauty of this dude was he was able to, when he saw how present, you know, me and Ali were to trying to be of service, trying to be loving towards him and stuff like that. He pulls to the side. He's like, man, I never thought I would like a black person again in my life. And, you know, y'all broke down the stereotype that I had built up in my own mind. And, you know, I think that that is really what it takes is, you know, having that love be unconditional love be showered onto people to make them understand that they don't have to be tainted or jaded. What a fucked up little story that is, too. Jeez. He was such a good dude, too, and was trying so hard. But like, I remember like, I know exactly who he's talking about. He's definitely had like such like when he was talking, he had such pain in his eyes, just even saying it to us. And like, there would be times where he would like. We would, he would see him dog walking. And he would like jump and like and walk away really quickly and you know, come back and talk to us and be like, look, man, I'm sorry. And then he finally broke it down to us. And you tell us kind of weight lifted off his shoulder, but the trauma wasn't gone because there'd still be points where we would like come around the corner and he would like, like damn, this shit is pain. Like he was, he was like terrible. Like it was like a horrible, horrible experience where, but he was trying, he was trying to work through it. He even hooked us up with a book. I mean, he was like, he was, you could see he was a good dude, but he had just gone through something that just kind of, Traumatized. Really, really traumatized him. Yeah. yeah. And his trust got broken to the umpteenth level. Seriously. Like, yo, being tied down and stabbed, like, that does not sound fun. Sorry. Yeah, from room to room to room, no. and the people were yeah. having fun with it. That was, yeah, that's the way yeah. he described it. Dude, oh, that's fucking abusive right there. So, geez. Okay. Well, so when my trust gets broken, it is redeemable. You can, you know, 
I, me and Ollie tend to vibe the same. Like I kind of put people over there. So if my trust is broken because I'm a very loyal and, and trusting person. So if it's broken, I put people to the side and it's more or less like I'm willing to trust other people. But if you're going to come back in my life as like a, a, a person that I hold dignified and I honor, you have to prove to me, you know, there's a level of like proving it now. I'm not going to go out and be like, oh, okay, well, you fucked my trust up. So I still want to be friends with you. So let me work on it. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to work on it. You got some stuff going on. Like, I'm not just going to like volunteer my trust back to you because it's not fair to need to go to them. It's like, if you want to be around me and like have the things that I have to offer, you got to, you got to come back and figure it out. So it's like trust is earned it's not just given but when I first meet you I have the ability to trust you just because I don't know you and then until upon you break it or you do something weird and it kind of like is a little funny then I'll start like reevaluating my trust with that person and I think what happens is that story you were just talking about it made me realize like when your trust is broken you tend to not trust anybody it's like, oh, it's everybody. But it's not. It's it's like that person. That's something. It's individualized. It's not this like holistic approach of it's everything and nothing is trustable now. It's like that's not true. It's just that thing that happened broke your trust. But it wasn't that you just like don't know how to trust anymore because you got to trust. You have to trust some things. But I feel like it's from person to person and you have to earn it. It's not something that is just like, here you go. Just take it. But when you meet people, you don't know. You don't know until you know. And then you know. And then you know what to do. And if you don't know, now you know. Anyway, that was a great reflection, David. One thing that I've noticed in uh, this conversation so far is we're talking about how trust has changed in us maturing in life. So a question I have is, uh, as we develop and have more situations to deal with that lean towards trusting, we tend to see how important it is to trust ourselves and others. But how has your understanding of trust morphed over time after all the years of learning and maturing? I know one of the biggest things with, with trust has uh, that's changed with me is like trusting myself. I feel like for a long time, I wasn't really totally in touch with who I was and my place in the world, my place in the universe. I'm not saying I totally get it now, but I feel like with a better understanding of like what I'm doing and what I'm connected to and what I'm not connected to and who I am. And I think it's allowed me to trust myself a little more and more with more life experience. And I mean, I'm not saying like I, I, I totally trust myself because there's, t- there's definitely times where um, that little voice in my head will say something. And I, clearly I should be listening to it. Like when your intuition tells you something, you should probably follow it. But there's definitely times where I'll second guess it or I'll question it and I won't follow it. But I can definitely say as like growing and learning and experiencing and learning more about myself and my place in the world, I've learned. I feel like that's the biggest internal trust thing that shifted. And I'd say externally, not trusting everyone. I think that early on in life, it was talking about earlier, you want to see the good in everybody, you want to trust everybody, but like some people just aren't, aren't worth it. You know what I mean? Some people just aren't worth having in your circle. Some people aren't worth kind of confiding in because they'll use it for, for reasons that benefit them and not reasons that are going to elevate you and their relationship and the friendship. So yeah, I I think those are the two biggest changes that I've seen or or that I've noticed throughout my life. Yeah. I'm with you on the one with being younger. I think my 
number one thing when I was younger was I just trusted everybody, right? Everyone's a good person. No one's going to lie to me. You know, when someone says they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Or if they promise they're going to hit me back with this, they're going to hit me back and all that type of stuff, you know? And, and if anything, I feel like when I was younger, I was just so gullible to that, that concept, you know? And, and even to this day, I still am a little like that where I kind of believe that it's like Ali saying, you know, you want to see the best in everybody. And, and you know, and, you know, our my philosophy is that we're all one. So you're just another version of me. So I should, I should be able to trust you. But I think as I've gotten older, I definitely have more guards up because my trust has been broken. So I'm a little more wary of, Hey, you know, last time I shared here or last time I, I, I put this much trust in this person, they let me down. That shit felt horrible when they did leave me down. So I don't want to feel that way again. So let me be a little more careful. Let me, it's almost like walking on eggshells a little more, you know what I mean? So I think that's changed in terms of other people and in terms of just trusting my, myself. I think Ali hit on that too. Like before I wouldn't be, when I was younger, I don't think I was as good as listening, not only to my, my gut, but to the, the, the sound, the signals of the universe, you know, the, the way, what, what the world is telling me. I wasn't in, as in tuned, I believe. So I don't think I picked up on those signals or those messages where now I think I hear those much clearer. I see them more often, you know, I hear and see them more often and I'm more prone to actually listen and follow what myself is telling me. You know, like when I look at somebody and I just met them, if I feel like, you know, this person's shady in my mind, it, I feel that the reason I think they're shady is from the experiences I've had in life and they're kind of shady. I'm not trusting this person. And usually I can get that right away, you know, whereas there could be someone where I meet them and it's a stranger and I'm like, oh, I trust this person. This is a great person. And I can still get screwed because sometimes people are sneaky with it. You know what I mean? But I think now I'm much better at trusting my intuition and what I'm thinking. And if anything, I'm, I'm less trustworthy with just giving people the benefit of the doubt because I have gotten you know, kicked in the ball so many times. I'm with that. When I was younger, I just thought trust was a game we're all playing. Like everyone's just like, oh, you know, we're all just similar and there's no deceiving people out there. But as as we grow older, we learn that that's not true. So I think my trust has shifted over time where I have it and I give it, but I'm more reserved on how much I give, I guess, you know, or even how much I share of myself with somebody. So if I just meet someone, I'm not going to, I'm an open book. If you want to know things, you know, we got like fuck tons of podcasts. Like people know who we are, you know, it's not like we're hiding anything, but you don't get the like golden nectar of my heart until I kind of know who you are unless there's like a beautiful moment and everything feels like good and it's and it's like loving. I'm open to sharing all my things, but me trusting someone, it's it probably just takes a little bit. I like to work it out a bit more other than just assume I trust everybody because of the things that we have gone through as we're younger and we grow older. But the trust, it might take a little bit longer to get, but it's worth more you know, it's worth more. So it's like an investment to these things. And I, I really like how it works like that. It feels better to me to not just give it out, but to earn it. And then it's worth more. You just made my day, David. You just made my day because I think you do give me the golden nectar of your heart. <laughs> like I said, I do. I do. You guys get it. <laughs> I think with me, when I was a kid, you know, it was more unconditional trust where like we keep saying, like, yeah, man, you 
have the utmost trust for people to have your best interest at heart. And, you know, that's why when I was younger, I used to get hurt all the time because, you know, I, a lot of, you know, I've hung around a lot of people with different traumas in certain types of, in certain aspects of their life where, you know, sometimes they, their survival skills are untrusting. But as I got older, it, it still hurts every once in a while. But for the most part, it's just in regards to my perception of strengths and weaknesses, understanding what these people's strengths and weaknesses are and, you know, having a realistic expectation of what I can and what I can't trust them to do. And, you know, that way it allows me to not get hurt and not put myself out there and be real about the amount of trust that I can have and what I can have trust in with these people. So I think that's one of the biggest ways it's adjusted in me. It hasn't, you know, jaded me like I was talking about earlier where I don't trust people because I have been, you know, fucked over. I think it's more just understanding what to having realistic expectations on what I can trust people about. All right. We hear the word trust. It brings up an idea of something that's given to something else outside of us, but ultimately trust can be also be placed upon something that is inside of us with that understanding. Why is it important for you to trust yourself? And what does that look like to you? Yeah, that's interesting. So I was thinking about this when we say the word trust, we inherently think about something outside of us, some other, some thing, some person, but we don't think about trusting ourselves. And so like a lot of our conversations, Ollie, you sort of mentioned like trusting yourself, but a lot of our conversations, it's all external. And so I, I was thinking about like what trusting internally, it goes both ways. It's a two way street. So, you know, like what does trust look like trusting yourself? And It's interesting, too, because you can distrust yourself and that's like not a fun place to be. But I've been in many moments where trust was like the thing I needed to deliver the thing in which I was trying to do. You know, I had to trust myself to be confident. I had to trust myself to be articulate. I had to trust myself to execute the goal that I was trying to do. I had to trust myself that I could do this thing that I promised myself I would do. And sometimes you fall short. Sometimes you, you hit it right on the head and you like nail it. And then other times you get halfway there, halfway not, but it's a really interesting concept. It's almost like understanding our relationship to the word trust, our our relationship to the definition of trust, whether that be on the inside or the outside, what is our relationship to trust? So I'm still defining this. I, I feel insignificant sometimes in practices that I've been doing for a long time like sometimes I feel you have like an off day with your music and you're like am I really that good and then you think to yourself like fuck I've been playing for like 22 years like I'm pretty good but I'm just I'm not feeling it today and it's like do you trust that you're a good player I don't know I think it's important for us to not only have an external location of our trust but like an internal introspective ability to redefine how trust can be beneficial to us. So what you're saying is we have to be by trust rule. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, inside and out. And that kind of takes me back to, you know, what Ali was talking about as far as that, that inner voice that, you know, that try to guide us, whether, you know, it be a loud voice that, you know, we may hear it from a mentor, a, a parent, a friend or something that we hear them giving us advice on certain situations that we deal with in life or whether it's a voice that you might not even know that's very faint 
and just keep trying to give you guidance on what path that you need to walk down. Uh, you know, I know there's been lots of times in my life where, you know, I have had some uh, intuition on, you know, what I need to do in certain situations. And I hear a, vo- a very faint voice or, you know, get a flash of a picture of, you know, what could potentially go down with that interaction, but I don't listen to it. And then I get that same interaction or I reflect on it and be like, damn, that voice that was in my head just said that shit and told me not to do this. And I did this shit any motherfucking way. And, you know, I think it's goes back to like having trust for others, but, you know, always having trust and being aware of that inner voice. Once again, whether it's, uh, you know, some voice that's inside of you that's trying to guide you on the right way or those people that, you know, genuinely love you and trust you and have been giving you great advice. Like, you know, my dad or, you know, Uncle Will, like I have their voice inside of me all the time when I'm doing a lot of different things in my life because they have done a lot of repetition on what things are going to lift me up and what things in life are going to bring me down. So I think it's really one of those things that, you know, you have to be, like I said, by trust you. I like that. Good term. Thank you. Andy's laughing super hard. It is. It is muted. So the by trust trio. No, I didn't. I don't know if they needed to hear me laughing. So I like that. It's a great new word. By trust trio. Oh my goodness. And I know. Just. I think everyone said basically what. what I think everyone said what I was going to say too. I mean, I think the main thing is, I think it's extremely important to trust yourself. And I think it's something that, that as I've gotten older, I've really learned to do and and just kind of listen to my heart, listen to my soul when I'm making decisions, whether it's about other people, situations about myself, about what's going down, I just kind of just listen to me. And it's something that I think that a lot of people don't do when they're younger because we are always so worried about what everyone else thinks about us, you know what I mean? And, or, or how everyone else is going to react and what's going to happen and this and how are people going to look at me or how are they going to think about me? And I've gotten to a point where, you know what? I, I just need to trust myself. And so long as I'm, I feel good about that and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, man, that was a good decision. And that was the right decision in my heart and in my soul that it sounds kind of douchey, honestly, but it's like everyone else is going to have to fucking deal with it for real. You know what I mean? If they don't like it, they're going to have to deal with it, but I can't keep eating shit all the time just because I don't want to trust myself and I'm worried about how everyone else is going to feel. Right. So you got to really listen to yourself, listen to your heart, listen to your soul, listen to the universe. And then listen to people like Atmos saying like uncle Will and Smitty's voices, man, they, they taught me so much. Like my mama between them and, and Ricky, my, my, my step pops, my, my pops, you know what I mean? Like those four people, I hear their voices all the time. Like they guide me through life, you know, mama Cassie, you know, and there's people in my life that, that are, I always hear them and I trust those voices and I trust my intuition and I go with that. I think it's very important. So I, I think that anyone who's listening, if you're not doing that enough, keep trusting yourself. Listen to that voice within, listen to your gut, listen to your soul, listen to your heart. Cause if not, you won't be upset with yourself in the long run. You're going to be like, damn resentment. You're going to resent. That's what it is. That's what I was like. You know, like if you don't, trust yourself and don't listen and do what your heart and soul is saying and you act in a certain way for somebody else certain situation you're going to start resenting that situation or resenting that person i thought you were going back to by trust rule oh by by trust rule that's what it is by trust i can't even pronounce it by trust rule by trust rule by trust rule you oh right by trust you by trust you it's an epistemology course now 
you know, you know. So when we were t- when when you're talking about this, I feel like one thing that I know I struggle with, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners struggle with, is figuring out who you're listening to when you listen to that voice inside of your head. Because there's a lot of times where you lose trust in it because uh, you lose trust in yourself because you listen to that like that negative self talk and all that doubt and all these crazy things that are going on in your head. You start to lose trust in everything. You start to lose faith. You start to lose confidence in all of it. And I think one of the key things that that helps you to to get that trust in yourself is finding that inner stillness. Because I think like the real like you start to listen to you start to get those real messages from inside of you and outside of you when you can find some stillness. So like when you can take the time to still your mind some and still all that negative self-talk and all that internal dialogue and you get to that place of stillness, I think that's where those real messages from within you can start to come up uh, where it's like you, you've stilled, you've stilled all the bullshit and then like your true self can kind of shine and give you the answers that you need. So it's not like, cause, cause if you listen to your mind and, and you follow like a lot of those thoughts and that negative stuff that's going on there, you're going to end up in the wrong spot. That's when you start to doubt yourself. Cause you're like, well, I listened to, I listened to that thought the last time and it left me in a fucked up position, but where you, you weren't listening to your true inner self. Like you were listening to your thoughts. You were listening to all these outer influences that were in your mind, all these thought waves and it puts you in and it left you in that fucked up spot. But I think that stillness gives you the actual time to really trust yourself and listen to yourself. But it also gives you the cool thing where you can start to trust the universe around you. Cause I feel like a lot of people are in like just, just a reflection of your inner world on the outer world. But I think you start to, when you can start to get that, that stillness, you can start to see the path in front of you and you can start to trust your inner, that outer reflection of your inner self because it's clearly lit. But I, I think it, I think it all boils down to being able to find that stillness so that you can see what you should be trusting inside of yourself and what you should be trusting is that reflection outside of you. It's like finding that discernment between, you know, that voice of self-doubt versus the universal truths that are trying to light your path up. Um, and I guess that does come with stowing the mind and going into your inner peace. It, those voices and the paths get that much brighter and that much more clear. Nice. All right. So we got one more question and then we'll close out. But, uh, so sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to know something and trust what is going to happen. Cause we just got like got off talking about like Andy was talking about intuition and trusting himself and like, that's the way it's gotta be. So there sounds like this relationship that you just trust yourself no matter what, but then we tend to not know everything and it's hard to trust those situations sometimes. So it's like, what do we do in moments where we don't know what to do? You know what I mean? And so I was almost thinking about exploring the idea of trusting yourself when you don't know what to do. Because when we say trust ourselves, there's an assumption of you know what to do. Like, oh, I trust myself. I know what actions I need to take. But sometimes there's these moments where you don't know what to decide. But how does trust fall in there? You know, like trusting the idea of not knowing in the moment. What does that look like to you guys? I know to me, so I feel like sometimes I'm stubborn enough, again, the Taurus thing, to think that I know I should I should be able to trust myself in situations where I don't know what's going on. But I think I've become smart enough to know when I'm in a situation and I don't know what, what's going on, I'm, I'm looking to trust myself. I trust myself to know enough to know that I need to go talk to someone that's smarter than me in that area. There's plenty of people around me. And that me. person is usually me, your listeners. That person is usually me. When it comes to making measly food and have a terrible garden, I, I definitely go to, I go to Ottman for that all the time. But like, you know what I mean? There's, I mean, but there are things I go to Ottman for, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's people around me and people that I trust and people that I love and people that know me that if I'm struggling with something, I can be like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really know who I, I, I think I trust myself to know to, enough to know that I should go to those people. Like, like there's, there's plenty of people around me that, that I go to and I'll be like, Hey, so this is going on in my life, uh, whether it's personally, whether it's professionally. And I, I could, I, I mean, I, I get counsel, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I don't want to, I mean, I'm not going to take what they have to say at face value and just automatically do it but they usually give me some really good, a different way of looking at things. And sometimes it, it, it's people that I like talking to people that have a totally opposite view of me to see, like, just, I mean, you know, those moments where you're like, I just got to make sure I'm not totally crazy and totally seeing this wrong where you go, you talk to someone and they give you a different view. But I think trusting myself enough to know that I need to go to talk to a motherfucker that's smarter than me about something that has more wisdom on it in situations where I don't know what's going on instead of just trusting that I'm just going to just figure it out on my own. Yeah, I think that relying on counsel, like Ali was just talking about, is the best thing to do when you don't know what to do. And, you know, like he was saying, it's not about listening to everything that they are saying and act like a robot and, you know, beep, 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 and just do whatever they say. It's more about deliberating and reflecting on what they said and, you know, uh, talking to enough close confidants to get a couple different views on what you're trying to find clarity on. And it's all about, you know, like I said before, you know, you're the master of your own universe. So, you know, just because they're giving you some advice on something doesn't mean it's the right advice for you. Uh, So it's really about finding those people in your life that you can kind of rely on as your counsel. But then also, once again, uh, being fortified in yourself and trusting yourself and being able to understand uh, that you will have to deliberate on what eventually what eventual decision that you want to make that will impact your life, whether it's on a big scale or a small scale. But, you know, when you don't know what is going on or what decision to make, the best thing to do really is, is to talk to counsel and then come up, you know, with a a resolution on your own. I mean, I'm omniscient, so I know everything. So I'm good. I I, I just know. (laughs) I mean, the way, the way you were talking about it sounded like it before we asked the question. So. No, I mean, I I don't want, people to get it twisted. I mean, there's sometimes where I've listened to myself and I, and I'm like, this is what my heart wants. This is what I'm going to do. And then I follow it and fucked up shit happens. You know what I mean? Like it, it never works out exactly the way I wanted to. If anything, the way I resolve that in my mind and, and, and in my being is I say, well, Hey, you know, you listen to yourself. Uh, it said to do this it may not have turned out the way that you thought it would, but that was the way it was supposed to turn out, you know? And I had to feel those feelings that I felt due to listening to myself. If I didn't listen to myself, the, b- the bad situation may not have happened, and, but then I wouldn't have felt the bad situation and I wouldn't have grown from it. You know what I mean? So I like what Ali said. I, I think that um, if I don't know, or I feel like I don't know something or I'm not experienced in it, you know, like um, then I would ask somebody who is, you know, really good at that. You know, like if, if I know someone who, has maybe been in that situation before or was dealt with a similar scenario or just might have more experience and wisdom in that regard, then maybe I would sit down and talk with them, ask them questions. But ultimately, I still do try my most to listen to myself and listen to my heart. And if my heart and myself guided me in the wrong direction, maybe I didn't hear them correctly. Maybe I did. And I just got to deal with it. You know what I mean? So I, I just keep pushing through. But I mean, I think that Overall, I still lean to no matter what, just listening to my heart and my soul. And if it says to do this, I do it. And the results are what the universe wanted them to be. And I had to live with that shit. Nice. I mean, I agree with all that. I think consulting counsel 
is very important, whether that's like your family or your friends or just, you know, maybe even a therapist or something. But I think one thing that I like to do is when I'm trying to trust when I don't know the answer to something, I like to give it more space and more time. I like to sit with it because if I don't know in the moment, I might not know in the next five minutes, 10 minutes, a day, a week. I'd rather wait. I'd rather wait to make a good decision. And so I like to take time because if I don't know in the moment, it's probably a big decision. If you're like moving out of state and you're just like unsure about it, that's a big decision. You got to trust the fact that you might not know and trust the fact that it might take a while to figure it out and maybe, you know, consulting friends and looking in, meditating, sitting with the question. I like to take a lot of time with something. So if I don't know right away, I tend to just be with it longer and talk to friends and keep asking myself, like, like, what is it? How do we feel? And also play both sides to be like, well, what if I did this? What would happen? And just see what would unfold on that side and then do the same thing on the other side. Okay, well, if I chose this side, what what would happen over there? And so just mentally thinking about all the things that could be and then trying to make the best decision from there. But most of the time it's just like, if I'm not, if my heart's not in it, give it more time and trust the fact that like, it's okay to not know in the moment and take time. If you need to take time, fuck yeah. Like, don't worry about that. Make good decisions and sometimes they take a little time. So, but yeah, I mean, I guess with that, I feel like, you know, we discuss trust in a way that, I haven't yet and it feels really nice to be able to just talk about it in different ways to kind of like see what trust looks like on the inside, what it looks like on the outside, how it's like imposed on others, how it is imposed on yourself, how how it like is redefined and this this was super helpful. I'm going to like think about trust a bit more and also, you know, just like see if I can change my definition a bit. Yeah, thank you all for tuning in again and you know, hopefully you've heard one or two gems that, you know, spark uh, some thought inside of you during this podcast and, you know, tune in for the next one. Yeah, I definitely trust that y'all going to bring your eyes back and listen to the next episode of the Look Again podcast. Love y'all so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to look again. That's right. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Look Again podcast. Please feel free to share this content with your friends and community. Also, please consider donating to our Patreon page. You can find us at patreon.com and search for Look Again Podcast. Anything helps, and we really appreciate your visit. Thank you so much.